Welcome, Columbia Heights listeners. This is Ben Sandell, Communications Coordinator with the City of Columbia Heights, helping to co-host the Roll Call podcast, the Columbia Heights Police Department podcast, with our co-hosts... Officer Mohamed Farah. Officer Derry Jones. And uh, our special guest, we got Captain Matt Markham here. How you doing? And Kathleen Moriarty here. And what is your title? Yeah, so I'm the Adult Basic Ed Program Supervisor with the Adult Education Center, Columbia Heights, Ridley, just around the corner from the police station here. Okay, so we'll be talking about the Constitution Center in a minute here, but um, I just want to, uh, I just want to mention that this is Derry's last podcast that he's helping us co-host because uh, I guess you're, you're moving to California? Yep, moving to California. Today's actually my last day as well, so it's been my last podcast and my last day. Well, it's been good having you. This is the this is the fourth podcast we've recorded, so you got you got the first four, oh, yeah. and then uh, maybe we'll have you in as a as a guest, special in the guest. Yeah, <laughs> but you're gonna make it count this time. So this is your last day on patrol, too. Yes, my last day. Yep. Okay. So how does that feel? Feels good. I feel yeah. I'm excited about the adventure. I'm sad too because you know all my partners and everybody here, and a lot of love here. And you know, Heights always treat me well, so. It's sad at the same time. It's, it's it's exciting, you know. How long were you here? I was I, as a CSO. I was here for eight months. I've been here for three and a half years as a, a officer, so roughly four years. Thanks for coming on for this last uh, last podcast. No problem. No problem. Today we're talking about the Constitution Project. Yes. So it's called the National Constitution Center Project. Um, it was actually um, an idea of Chief Austin's, and I think probably. Two, three years ago? I two looked at the end of 2018, like end December 2018. 2018. Yeah. So rewind a little bit. The, the police department has a history of partnering with adult basic education. Uh, so they're about a block and a half away from us off Central Avenue. And officers have over the years have gone in and helped teach class or talk to students that are attending. And um, former officer Terry, Terry Nightingale, who retired a few years ago, is actually on the library foundation board. And um, Officer Nightingale, Chief Austin, had a discussion about uh, kind of some things that they can they can do with the foundation. And uh, Chief Austin had watched a YouTube video, a TEDx video of uh, former retired police chief, Charles Ramsey. So Charles Ramsey, um, served 30 years for the Chicago Police Department and then became the chief or commissioner for the Washington DC Metro Police Department. And then after that, he left and became the police chief for the city of Philadelphia. So in the city of Philadelphia is uh, the National Constitution Center. And he got a tour of it is one of the things that he does as police chief when he moves to a new city and kind of learned a lot about the history of it. And they started a Kind of a project with the with the National Constitution Center. They've been running this program with students in Philadelphia and Camden, New Jersey. And this is what uh, this is this whole video TEDx talk kind of set it off with Chief Austin, and then I know he partnered with Kathleen from Adult Basic Education and partnered with the uh, Library Foundation and got a grant to fund this project. It was discussion started and we were getting close to kind of starting it and getting it in motion and going to Philadelphia as for training for both uh, police officers and teachers from adult basic education. COVID hit. 
put it on hold. Um, and late last fall, everybody started conversation again with uh, the National Constitution Center, who was actually excited about the project. From there, it, how could we get this going even with COVID? And it turned into basically Zoom training. So we did five weeks of Zoom training. We had a different topic every week, so it was about 90 minutes each day, every Thursday for five weeks. Yeah. So when we, we Zoomed in, uh, the police department with adult basic education, the National Constitution Center taught each class. And so the, we can kind of run down the topics here. Derry wants to go over. Yeah, so the topics were policing in a more perfect union. Oh, that's the overview. So the civil, civil dialogue was the first one. That was like our introduction week. And then we kind of led into civil, um, the First Amendment. We kind of touched on that. That was like a big one we touched on. Um, it was constitutional, um, political questions. We got Reconstruction, uh, the Reconstruction Amendments. It was talking about Civil War and Reconstruction, equal protection, interaction. Uh, we covered constitutional essays, and then we covered the history of policing in America. And we also covered the Fourth Amendment. They also, through Zoom, walked us through the National Constitution Center. They had like a laptop on a cart, and we got like a virtual... Uh, tour yeah. of the National Constitution Center based on the topics that we were discussing. Okay. It was a great training, and the first component of our project, right, of all of us, the officers and the AB teachers, getting that grounding in the rights through the Constitution and the connection with policing so that we're all better informed as we then develop instructional units that we're going to use with adult learners. So who uh, are you planning to instruct then with, how does this tie in with the basic as the education center with the police department? How is, what, how does that bridge together? Yeah. So as uh, Matt mentioned, we have a history of partnering together and we're grateful for that strong partnership here locally. It actually started back in 2012 when an ABE teacher reached out to the police about coming to visit the classrooms um, and then continued for many years. So Based on that, when Chief Austin approached me about this partnership, um, it just seemed like a really good opportunity to build off of that. At the Adult Education Center, we provide classes for free for anyone 17 and above. And we're part of the school district's community ed department. And our we have a class level that's high intermediate um, English learners that are part of a federal grant as well that has a focus on civics. So having this extra layer of civic engagement development, um, that opportunity to have civil dialogues between adult immigrant learners who are learning English with the local police just seemed like a really great opportunity for both sides, right? So that we can build a shared understanding between um, the police officers and um, folks in the community. Yeah, and one of the, the topics that we discussed was civil dialogue how to have those conversations with students and um, ask questions from a constitutional standpoint, not from a political point of view. Um, so that was really interesting. And uh, we did some exercises on kind of our take on views of certain things like, um, what is your opinion or what is your, how would you, what is your application of the constitution when going through an airport and getting screened before getting on a flight? And, you know, when you're talking Fourth Amendment, which protects you against unreasonable search and seizure, 
And we just we went through and we all individually answered the question on our how we rate it from from how much intrusion we're willing to accept on some of these. And that was really interesting and everybody had kind of a different take on it. Yeah, and early on in the training, because the civil dialogue is such a strong piece of it, we learned sort of how to set norms and we set those together and we had a discussion about what is justice, what is fairness, which is the type of civil dialogue we could have officers and adult learners have together. Mm -hmm. So it was modeled for us through the training um, and so then we're taking everything from that great training and this summer working on writing the curriculum that would be used. We do have to adapt a lot of it for our adult learners um, because of course we're all native English speakers going through the, mm -hmm. or primarily all native English speakers going through the training. Right? Yes, we just ended the classes a couple weeks ago. So the next thing that we're gonna start working on together is building the curriculum and then uh, we're planning a trip to the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia towards the end of August uh, before school starts up again, just to kind of cover some of the stuff we didn't get to cover, actually see the building and take a tour in person and also ask questions and help that build up the curriculum that we're going to teach, yeah. hopefully in, in this fall. The National Constitution Center, there were two primary staff, um, Sarah Harris and Carrie, I'm going to forget her last name, but they, um, they offered to review what we draft this summer and help us. And the Constitution Center has a wealth of resources for us. And it, each, even though the classes were 90 minutes long, they went by quickly. Mm -hmm. It felt like we just scratched the surface of each topic. And I definitely feel like being in person there for a couple of days is gonna really um, allow us to ask more questions, maybe even learn more and kind of tie it all together. What did you learn? Um, both the UN Dairy, uh, what did you learn from these classes that you hadn't known before that you really kind of thought were eye-opening? Uh, the first thing was that, that Charles, Ram Charles Ramsey, right? Mm -hmm. That video he kind of touched on, uh, he said, uh, like when you ask a police officer what they do, and you know, we say we enforce the law, but he was like, the, what we really do is we protect people's rights. And that was like a big thing for me. I was like, I never like really asked that question. And then that is something we, I feel like we, we, we say we enforce the law a lot. And, and after the class, we kind of went through the amendments and kind of broke them down. And I had never really broke down the amendments like that and looked at them and kind of reviewed them. And it kind of made more sense on what we do. And then we kind of looked at the history of how they started. And I had never really done that since like, you know, school, when you're back in school. So it kind of helped us see the history of policing. So one of the main things I took away was, uh, remember when, uh, what was that part where we were watching people march down the, was that Selma? Yep. Yeah, that was crossing a big one. Yeah, crossing the bridge why they were dressed the way they were dressed and what they did and when they broke the law, like exactly what happened. And just that whole that whole scene, we kind of went in depth on that and that kind of was like a big thing in the, in the training that I took away. And I learned a lot from that. Did it change um, how you approach policing in the field with, the, with this new knowledge or just kind of your perspective on what your exact roles are? I kind of... Yeah, I mean, it did affect me. After I, after that, when I heard the enforce the law and then protect people's right, it kind of makes you kind of shift gears a little bit. And let, you know, it's, we're going from like, I feel like we're going from like a proactive policing to kind of more of a reactive policing and right now in this time. So I feel like it kind of helps you shift your mindset in that area where you're like, okay, I'm out here protecting these people's rights, you know, instead of 
proactive approach where we're out here enforcing the law. We're still protecting rights, but we're more proactive trying to enforce, enforce, enforce instead of, you know. It, it covered a lot of the history of policing, uh, especially in regards to race in yeah. this country. So it covered, you know, police dating back to basically slave catchers, yeah. people who chased down slaves to uh, enforcing Jim Crow laws mm -hmm. and kind of putting it together in a big picture of how police have affected relations with relationships with minority communities, how we police and have an understanding of, of the people who we police and why we're perceived the way we are. And I will say that and you guys, yeah. same thing. I don't remember ever being taught this yeah. in any, and I've got a master's degree. So I, all along the way, I don't remember ever covering yeah. this topic yeah. about the real history of policing in America. And uh -huh. I think that's one of the reasons that we have so much division right now. Yeah. Because I just don't think a lot of cops know it or understand it or can put it all together. And I don't even think a lot of people know it. You know, they just, it's just how you grew up. Yeah, I think if you don't understand what causes some of the division with the community and the police department, you're never going to make any progress in unification coming together and understanding it. I think that's, that's the, to me, is the biggest piece. Um, and also, uh, the other part of that is the Constitution. I mean, I ordered a Constitution pocketbook after, like, the second or third uh, session that we had just because I don't even recall being taught that yeah. much about the Constitution, but it's it's everything that we do, right? Yeah. So that, that part was really interesting, and after each session that we would get together and probably talk for at least a half hour to an hour. Yeah. Even in skills, yeah. like when you're getting trained, you don't, we don't really go through the constitution. We just, you know, mainly talk about state law and, yeah. and statutes, but. You learn the basic about the constitution, but you don't really go into in depth. And I think people that are going to law enforcement, we need to look into it a little bit more. I mean, you learn about the fourth amendment, fifth amendment and all that stuff, right? And, and people's rights. But at the same time, understanding, you know, once once the Constitution was created and the purpose behind it, and why it was created, and all that stuff, um, I don't I don't remember, you know, learning that kind of stuff in, in school. And also to go back to the topic about the police, the history of policing, how you know police people were badges, the same badges that we're wearing, were catching slaves and stuff. Protecting the uh, the Jim Crow laws and stuff that happened in this country, so that's it's very difficult topic for a lot of people to talk about it. But it's important for everybody who's in this field to talk about it and yeah. acknowledge that history in order for us to move forward. You know what I mean? So, um, and it's it's yeah, it's an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, but it's it's one of those topics that we need to have uh, debate about it, talk about it, and. And let's not get stuck too much to it, but you know how can we move forward and learn from it? You know, what's the saying? If you don't know history, it'll repeat itself, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. And then this last year with civil unrest, and we talked about First Amendment. It's like if we, if you don't really understand the First Amendment, yeah, especially during protests and stuff, you're going to be completely lost. And police are part of that, yeah, all the time. So it's just it's extremely important. One of the things that a lot of um, officers were having a hard time several years ago, which now I think became pretty normal with the smartphone uh, being recorded. 
And, you know, if, if somebody's standing on the public road and they're recording you, that's protected First Amendment. They can do that all they want. You're a public servant. A lot of officers were having a hard time for that and stuff. And there were some court cases that said, hey, yep, people have do have the right to record you, you know, as long as they're staying safe distance from you and stuff. Um, and then with today's, you know, technology, it was some, some of the stuff that we have to, you know, get used to it. I, don't, I really don't have any issues with somebody recording us, you know, and, and that's why we also have body cameras as well, too. So it kind of goes both ways. Um, and the other thing that came up a lot was people giving you the middle finger, you know, and, you know, how far do you want it to go, you know, but as long as somebody's not harming you or trying to cause any issues, you have to think about it, okay, is this constitutionally protected? Because if you're going out there and we're violating people's constitutional rights. Uh, it, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of headache for a lot of officers. Kathleen, I, I wanted to backtrack a little bit here for the people listening who don't know about the Adult Basic Education Center. Could you give a, a brief summary of um, what that organization is and does? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the the Adult Education Center, Columbia Heights Fridley, is one of about 10 site locations through our consortium, which is named Metro North Adult Basic Ed. So there are eight school districts that pull together to form the consortium and offer this free service throughout the North Metro area here. Um, Anoka Hennepin Schools is actually the fiscal agent. But the sites that I manage are part of the Columbia Heights School District and the Fridley School District. So again, the programming that we offer, it's free to anyone 17 and older. And um, the, there's two core programs, English skill development. So um, adults who are learning English, listening, re um, speaking, reading, writing skills, as well as math and numeracy, numeracy skills and digital literacy skills. And then we also have the GED preparation. So there are adults in the community who did not complete their high school diploma and want to pursue um, earning that through a GED. So we help them prepare for that exam as well as prepare for entering college and careers. So those are the two core programs. And then we do a lot of other support. And here in Columbia Heights, citizenship is one area of focus for us. So we do help adults who are preparing to um, go for the citizenship. It's actually an interview. We still use the term exam, but it's an interview. And, um, and so we help them prepare to pass that to earn their citizenship. Um, so that's, that's kind of the programming in a nutshell. We do run our programming year round. So throughout the year, Monday through Friday, morning classes and three nights a week. Um, and here at the Columbia Heights site, we actually have seven levels of English classes. So starting from very low level all the way up to the level five that's primarily partnering on this project. And then the sixth, the highest level um, is the GED prep and college prep. Okay. So this, the Constitution project then is sort of this two-pronged approach where it's, it's an educational service for citizens and for police officers. Are, um, are, are these entirely separate classes or what is the, how does the curriculum 
Yeah. Uh, so when does the, first of all, how do you set up the curriculum and when does that actually start? How do people find out more about that? Yeah, so um, good question. So this is a new project and we're going along step by step here. So as um, was pointed out, we completed the training with the Constitution Center, the first part of the training that was for us and building our knowledge. This summer we'll write a unit of instruction together. And then the plan is after our visit to Philadelphia, that we would use that unit of instruction in our English class. So we, of course, have to cover a lot of things, right? They're working on academic skills, um, but it's always contextualized. So this is just one other contextualized unit, and it will be about um, the Constitution, knowing your rights, and understanding the police, and mutually building a shared understanding through civil dialogue. Okay. And then the, when we will provide the instruction to the learners, we're looking at probably late fall, early winter. Yeah, I think the November, December was kind of, I think, yeah. the goal that we had talked about. And then it's, it's, it'll be a unit of instruction, so it can be repeated. And we're thinking, yeah. especially the first year, it'll be repeated a couple times, and then we'll see as we go along. Okay. And then the idea is to have uh, all officers go through the training? or Yeah, I think, I think Kathleen would agree this has been very eye-opening. And so especially, you know, when we just talked about curriculum that's missing from law enforcement training and programming, um, you guys can chime in. But to me, I think as we get through this part, I think we evolve. I, I, I think all officers in the department, current and future ones, should receive this training. And I think we can expand maybe into this Columbia School District High School. I mean, these are conversations that would be super important to have with high school kids. So we kind of work on that, but we got to get everything off the ground and running first. And then I think we can pick up momentum after that. Yeah, this is the pilot, right? The first time through, so. Just to uh, touch a little bit on the Adult Education Center, uh, just a personal experience. Both of my parents actually attended oh, the Adult wonderful. Education Center, not in Heights, but in Rochester. Okay. So it sounds like uh, it's like a nationwide. It's, it's, it's definitely, yeah. And we have statewide. a statewide model. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So. So I've always seen my, you know, seen my parents, you know, bringing their assignment home and also learning about, you know, preparing for the uh, uh, citizenship uh, what do you call, uh, interviews and stuff. And, mm -hmm. then, and that's how I learned some of the Constitution stuff, too, because we would listen CD players because they have audio preparing, you know, the exams and all that stuff. Yeah. So oh, that's I, great. Yeah. It's kind of a need just to kind of see. And also I've actually had an opportunity to... Uh, speak at the Adult Education Center several times, and and, uh, and some of the students I get to see, you know, that that, that was sitting down in the classroom, you know, kind of reminds me of my parents, you know, yeah. going through yeah. those classes. So it's kind of neat that you guys all doing all, also this constitutional center, and you know, getting educated a little bit more about the Constitution, so that future immigrants who come to this country can have a little bit, you know, knowledge about the Constitution. Yeah, right. So important. For everybody to know what their rights are exactly. under the Constitution and how that relates with policing for this particular project. But yep. yeah, yeah, that's that great kinda, to hear. That kind of touched on too some of the things we talked about. So, was, um, civic engagement was a big part of this program. Mm -hmm. And then also, you talk about coming to the United States from another country and engaging with the police. That's on a whole different level. Oh level of learning compared to, yes. I mean, we struggle just with policing here with our own citizens, but then having people come from different countries and police play different roles. Yeah. And that's also part of it 
as to why that we have the partnership. Yeah, and in, in the curriculum that for the unit, there's a bunch of different aspects we're addressing, but one is the history of policing in the United States, but there'll be activities that compare and contrast with policing yeah. in students' home countries. Um, and some, like, particularly in my, my home country, you know, like, policing, I looked at it as, uh, you know, very corrupt individuals that take bribes. Uh, if you're not, you know, certain class group society, you get treated differently. But some of those immigrants, when they come here, some for, the, for some of them, it, it, it's shocking how they get treated and stuff. Um, there are some stories where officers were being, you know, when they stop an individual from a different country, you know, they would give a cash, you know, at the traffic stop. It's illegal in this country, you know, and officers are not taking any money from any citizens. Right. Back, but back home, that's that's normal, you know. You know, you have to pay some bribery to get out of this whatever you, you know, violation you commit. So. Yeah. yeah, so it helps a lot. Just preventing those sort of situations that really is not, uh, it's just a, almost a misunderstanding mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody trying to break the law or trying to do something. They're like, yeah. It's just a good way to get us all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Is this something, it sounds like a good idea. Is this something that uh, a lot of communities are doing or is Columbia Heights sort of... So... The National Constitution Center has done some stuff with some other agencies, but this particular program, we're not aware of anybody else doing it. Yeah, they work a lot with the K-12 schools out in Philadelphia, but they said this would be their first time to work with a project that's working with adult learners at an adult education center in partnership with the police. So it's one of the reasons they were so excited about yeah. working with us and continued that dialogue over the last year during the pandemic to keep this going. Yeah. And the timing of this, right, is so important, too. Um, not only because it's springboarding off of the years of partnership of classroom visits, like Mohammed was saying when he would come into the classroom and talk to students, but given what's happening in our society, um, our immigrant learners are primarily people of color. And not only are they bringing the histories of interactions with police in their home country, but here locally, right? And so this opportunity to build trust and understanding between the local police and um, and folks in the community is is vital right now. And um, again, we appreciate that over the years, Columbia Heights Police Department has really been active in community policing and building partnerships. I think one of the important things too is besides the, the teachers from adult basic education, the people at the National Constitution also have a, a background in teaching. And so they just did a great job of even covering some of these very hard topics from a non-confrontational, very open understanding, um, easy to discuss way. Yeah. yeah, they were excellent. And just telling the story of the amendments that we focused on throughout the training um, that connects with history, connects with rights and responsibilities, connects with policing. They, they're pros, right? So they did a great job. And tied in, and we're based on capitalism and how all this played a part in creating the Constitution and agreements that had to be made based on current slavery. It, it was very eye-opening, just information that you don't normally get. Yeah, and weaving in all the Supreme Court cases, um, you know, I readily admit I was not familiar with a lot of them, but they would weave them in and, and show us how we continue as a nation to grapple with 
um, these issues through different cases that come up and how changes can still happen, right, um, with the amendments and how they're enacted in society. And they even uh, played a video of uh, one of the Supreme Court justices talking about how they review cases. Yeah. And it tied into the civil dialogue where you can have justices that have different points of view or different interpretations of the Constitution, but everybody is very civil, um, respectful of each other, and they sit in a round table and they talk about it. Um, you know, we don't see that on the news and things that are going on. So it, it was really interesting to hear how, how they work through cases, Supreme Court decisions. Yeah, and those civil dialogues, again, such a big part of this project, takes practice. Like we're not experts at it yet, right? We're gonna all have to learn as we have this, and especially for our learners, adult learners at the center, um, learning how this works too. Um, we talked a lot about how, of course, emotions rise on different topics, but in a civil dialogue, you have norms set so that you're able to navigate that in the conversation. Yeah, that's definitely a very important part of not <laughs> looking at it from a political viewpoint, yeah. but actually reading the constitution or the amendment and then applying what you're reading what the issue is and looking at from through that lens it's it's definitely not the norm yeah so to me one big takeaway is just this idea of conversation creates change right and so the more conversations we're able to facilitate the stronger relationships can be um, I know the Columbia Heights police have a focus on preventing crime right through these partnerships and and communication so could you uh, just one more time somebody comes up to you and says, can you summarize what exactly is this project in four or five sentences? How would you describe it in a nutshell? So yes, it's a three-way partnership, right? The Columbia Heights Police Department leading it with a partnership with the National Constitution Center and the Adult Education Center Columbia Heights Fridley, which is part of Metro North AB Adult Basic Ed. Um, and we're working towards a shared understanding between police officers and adult immigrant learners with increased knowledge around rights and responsibilities that are outlined in the Constitution. So by building that understanding on both sides, um, there's a hope for um, creating a safer community and um, mutual trust between the learners and the officers. Derry, how would well, you sir. how would you sum up it? There's no way I can. Uh, <laughs> you can top that. There's no way I can top that. How would you sum up in a nutshell <laughs> what you learned in the training? Uh, it's just pretty much how to the the face the difference between an argument and a dialogue. Having that open dialogue between the community and the police and working with adults as basic education. And just like, I mean, the way she said it was a lot better, but just basically having an open conversation without arguing and getting everybody on the same page pretty much. Okay. With the history, knowing our rights, knowing what we need to do to protect those rights and knowing what rights they have. In order for, our, uh, for us to move forward, not only as a police department, but, you know, I mean, as whole, as citizens, because at the end of the day, once we took off our uniforms, we also be, our, we're normal citizens. So, um, so it's it, it's nice to everybody to take a look at it, see what's in the constitutions, learn the history about it, have a really honest you know discussion, and and that's the only way we can figure out how we can move forward and make some changes. Are there police departments in the area 
participating in this program, or is it? No, I believe it's just us. Like in in the entire metro or entire state, or uh, I'm not aware of anybody else in the state of Minnesota that's doing this. And in the country, so again, we're a pilot, and then maybe there'd be potential for it to be used elsewhere. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. It's huge, it's a big deal. Paige, do you have any questions from about this topic that you wanted to throw out there since you're here? How much was the grant? How much was the grant? Yeah. Um, I want to say 15000 Okay. I think, yeah, I think that sounds... And we're, we're both, the police station and Adult Basic Ed are doing some in-kind contributions towards it, but that helps with um, the main components of the project. Okay. So how do you... Might be a little off topics, but in the topic of freedom of press, um, there's been a lot of, especially with the Chauvin um, uh, protests and also with uh, the Brooklyn Park protests, um, a lot of reporters have been pushed off to the sidelines and not have, have been able to do their job. I guess what's your kind of what's your guidance around dealing with the press? So the. Uh... Paige doesn't have a microphone, so I'll just quickly repeat. The, you're, you're asking a question about freedom of press on the scene of like protests and things like that, and how police officers, um, and then what and how that relates back to what you're learning with this. You know, I think it, it ties into um, First Amendment, and it ties into stuff that we, I don't think, has been taught enough even in the colleges for becoming a police officer. I think we need to top, touch on it more. Um, it's obviously been a very hot topic over the last year. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different factors in play to that, but I definitely think, uh, this is why I think this project's so important from an officer standpoint is the education piece and continuing to build off this and push this curriculum out to everybody in our department and uh, hopefully we build up momentum and keep carrying it out because it's not just officers need to know this, the public needs to know it. I don't, I think people hear little bits and pieces, but the real understanding of the foundation of the First Amendment, what we can and cannot do, and Supreme Court decisions that are applied to it, it's a lot bigger than that. Is this something that you plan to, if this, you know, goes well, you have a, you get a lot of good insight from this. Is this something you plan to encourage other departments to do or just encourage in general um, other departments to take, to get involved in? Yep. I think, you know, of all the other community-oriented policing projects that we've done here in Columbia Heights, um, I think the best way we do it is we, we do them, we learn from them, we improve them, and then we continue to spread the word. And to me, um, it's good to share these wins, especially in policing, and when they see the outcome and some of the progress they're making, other people pick it up and do it as well. That's my hope. Before we go, I just wanted to give uh, Derry, um, do you have any last words before you, uh, before you head out? Yeah, I just want to thank the city of Columbia Heights for everything they've done for me. We talked about in the past how they put me through this program for uh, Pathways program and, and just working with the city and community, doing a lot of community uh, outreach. It's been great. Love the community, love the department. And, yeah. High school kids are going to miss you. High school kids are going to miss me, you know, beating them in basketball, you know, <laughs> doing that. So I'll miss you guys. And Don't yeah. forget boxing. Oh, yeah, and boxing, the city. Shout out to Sean. <laughs> but, yeah, I miss everybody here. And, uh, yeah, I'm always going to come back and, you know, say hi and pop in. So thanks to the city and thank everybody for supporting me on this new adventure.
we'll have we'll have him as a guest now. Yeah, when he comes back, I'll come back. <laughs> Life is a civilian. How, how's it? <laughs> Kathleen, how, where can people go to find out more about the Adult Basic Education Center? Yeah, great. Thanks for asking. Um, so, free classes. Any adult who is interested in working on their English skills, pursuing GED or college, you can go to www.metronorthabe.org. So metronorthabe.org, or you can call our main number at 763-706-3833. Columbia Heights listeners, thank you very much for tuning in to another uh, Roll Call podcast, Columbia Heights Police Department podcast with uh, Mo Farah, Derry Jones on his last uh, podcast, Captain Matt Markham, Kathleen uh, Moriarty, which uh, again, your title was? ABE Program Supervisor at the Adult Ed Center. And we have a, a Life newspaper here, and we have Will Rottler, who is uh, on our uh, audio equipment. So thank you all for um, for being here. Thank you all for listening, and uh, roll call talk to you next time. Yeah. Well, what was that, Mo? I said roll call signing off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hit the street. <laughs> all right. Thank you. That's, that's, that's a wrap. Yeah.